Welcome to the Advanced Relationship Podcast. This is your host, Jenny Morrow, and I am thrilled that you are here learning how to have the most intimate, loving, and powerful relationships on the planet. up about today's episode. The sound is not terrible and it's not great. We used a mic option that didn't work very well and so you're going to hear some background noises at times and even though the sound is not perfect, I hope you love today's episode. Hi Bryce. Hey Jenny. Thanks for being on the podcast today. It's good to be here. Thank you. Bryce and I spent the beginning part of this podcast in a podcast struggle. So we're here to talk to all of you about our struggle in podcasting. And we're just here to acknowledge everyone who feels struggle in your relationship because it's hard sometimes to like work on projects that feel meaningful and to make it work when you're in different places. So I really do feel grateful you're on, Bryce. Yeah, thanks, Jen. Yeah. We have to practice what we're doing first before we can teach it. Yeah, sometimes it's easy to just want to bypass our own experience and just jump in and help other people and teach other people i think that's one thing that comes up for us over and over is how we really have to keep helping ourselves first yeah life will not let you bypass the hard stuff as Mm. much as we try (laughs) yeah and it's good yeah it feels better when we get there (laughs) yeah stop resisting it and jenny is so real and authentic and this is how she shows up like i was and I don't know if this will go live or not, but I'm like, all right, if we want to go live with all the emotions and all the real stuff, let's do it. Yeah, because if there's anything I want everyone out there to know, it's that you really can be you and that that's enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So today, Bryce and I want to talk about what makes the biggest difference in creating more of what you want in your relationship life. And that is investment. Because whatever it is you want to create more of, whether it's more love, more connection, more commitment. For us here, we are trying to create more value for all of you. Whatever it is you're trying to create more of, the thing that makes the biggest difference in being able to do that is investing. Do you want to talk at all about what investment means to you, Bryce? Well, I always think of it in terms of business. Like, you just you're not going to start a business for free and even if you somehow got it together it's not going to run very well without any investment of time and energy bringing other people on board to help as things grow so yeah and i think with a relationship it's the currency is is love and presence and time but it works much the same way you're going to get out of a relationship what you put into it and the idea that it should just be easy and we should just know how to do all this. That's just all cultural false ideas that have gotten passed on from, uh, I think, our parents and their parents who just got really good at stuffing emotions. And we're we're living in a time where we understand that lots of those stories are, are not true and it does take a lot of work and that there's a lot to be gained from it too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think it's easy to think of investment in terms of, like you said, business or financial but with love or relationships, 
there's so many stories about how it should be easy or it should just come. I hear that a lot when people are talking about dating someone or finding a partner, being in a marriage. It's, well, you know, it should just feel easy. Or does it just feel easy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not true. Yeah. And that's half of the story. I mean, if it's only hard, you know, then I would imagine that that's probably not a super helpful or healthy place to be either. Yeah, the whole marriage sucks and not having sex ever and, and all those stories. It just flips the yep. pendulum to the other side. That's also not true. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So the truth is relationship is both hard and easy. Yep. <laughs> and the truth is to really create what you want in relationship, you're going to have to both invest. You're going to have to give things. You're going to have to give a resource, time, money, energy to create more of what you want. But then also you're going to have to just be able to receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some of it's going to be about giving and investing and some of it's going to be about just letting go and letting the joy come back. Yeah, and I know there's lots of givers out there and you get praised for being a giver and you give, give, give. And there is the other side, which is to receive the love from your partner, receive the help from others. And it's important to have. It's necessary. I don't think that we can really give. We can only give as much as we have. Mm -hmm. And we have what we have by receiving. Definitely. Yeah, it was really interesting as I was preparing for this podcast, I was thinking about places where we just kind of expect to have something without having to give. And I was thinking about the lottery because it kind of is a metaphor. I mean, there's a little investment there. And there can be a big investment if you're always investing and never winning. But kind of the the metaphor of the lottery. <laughs> that is the, how the lottery works. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea that the lottery is kind of like, sometimes with love, we imagine it like the lottery, like, like we're just going to hit it big. We're just going to hit the jackpot. And, I'll, you know, we're going to get into a marriage and we're going to have the love we want. Or, again, we may have a story that, like, we can't have a great relationship or marriage sucks. So it can be either of those pendulums. Mine was more, growing up, I more believed, like, I'm just going to get married and hit the jackpot, which which I did. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an mm-hmm. expensive jackpot. <laughs> it, takes, it takes a fair amount of investment for, for Bryce and I to keep our marriage in a place that feels good. Well, and I want to stop you there, too, because it's, and to be specific, I, I think it's helpful to share at least our program, our relationship program that we use and do, mm-hmm. which includes checking in once a week for an hour, mm-hmm. which includes going to a relationship, relationship coach or therapist for one hour per month, mm-hmm. and then also as needed when hard things come up. Mm-hmm. And then we're also involved in our own personal work through group work and through our own coaches. So and Meditation. And yes, mm-hmm. meditation. So mm-hmm. there's a lot going on, but if you were to add all that up, it's still not a ton of time. Mm-mm. I mean, maybe 10 hours a month, mm-hmm. and this is what it really takes to keep the relationship running smoothly, even totally. when it gets hard. Totally. That is so, so true. And one thing that I come across when I'm talking to clients is that they feel like they don't have enough time Where are they going to find the time? But it's often hidden in the mundane things. Like people often go home and maybe they crawl into bed and they watch Netflix from 10 to 11 as they fall asleep. And that can be a great time to set aside 30 minutes, you know, put put aside the one Netflix episode and just have an intentional conversation 
about your day, maybe five minutes of meditation to begin it with. And that's going to do wonders to your relationship and your connection. And I'm pretty sure that the Netflix episode, even though it might be entertaining, is not going to do a whole lot. And even bigger examples like planning a week in Cancun where you want to hang out on the beach and just decompress and drink cervezas and mojitos or whatever you drink down there in Mexico and putting intention into bettering the relationship and going to a relationship course, a retreat. And this could be something where as opposed to coming off of a trip sunburned and a little hungover and just totally blown out, you could come out totally revitalized, connected to your partner with lots of new tools. I mean, things like this, and I've been to lots of these retreats, have totally turned my life around more than once. It's even given me more space to enjoy times when I can take a vacation. So it's not always about creating more time or more resources. Sometimes it's transforming time and resources and letting go of some things that are not really helping. Oh, I love that, Bryce. Yeah, I love that because it really connects with the two aspects of investment, which is the masculine aspect of investment, which is giving something like you're giving your time, you're giving your energy, you're giving your money. And then the feminine aspect of investment, which is creating or transforming, but creating space. So the main feminine resource any of us have is space. We can actually create that by letting go of some things so that we have so that we have more space, more time or more energy or more money. So like you said, Bryce, it's not like we have to create more time necessarily or create more money, but it's where are some of our resources going that actually aren't creating more of what we want and aren't aligned with what it is we're wanting to have happen in our lives. Mm-hmm. And we've got a live event coming up this January. So if you're looking for a great chance to invest in something, you know, that like Bryce is saying, live events are one of my very favorite things. It's why I love to host them because I love to go to them. They're so transformational for me and I love live events. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And it is just like a relationship. It's hard in some parts. It's really fun in, in others. And at the end of it, the mix of hard work and excitement leave me feeling awesome and revitalized and energetic and ready to take on the world. I've had that experience 100% of the time when I've gone and invested my time and energy into something as immersive as a live event. Yep, agreed. So get online and get registered and sign up for our January live event and come meet Bryce and I in person and we'd love to have that chance to connect. Yeah. Anything else about investment in general that you want to talk about in terms of how how you've invested in your own personal life in ways that have been meaningful? Yeah, well, like I said earlier, I, I work with a coach, work with you with a coach. I'm in training programs year-round. I feel like I'm, I'm in this phase still of just soaking up as much information as I can and getting as much knowledge and practice as I can. And that might continue my whole life, I'm not sure, but it's definitely feeling good now, even though it's difficult sometimes. And I was even thinking I probably invest 10% of my income in just getting my own support. And I haven't regretted that at all. And it's wonderful. I mean, I work with a business coach too. So at every area of my life, I have someone helping who really knows the area that I'm trying to get better in. And I have a whole team of people 
literally I have a team of people that are helping me get what I want. And of course I have to put in the work, but I do not shy away from, from getting support and it's, it's been working out. It's like the red carpet is just unrolling with each investment that I make. Oh, it gives me goosebumps. Yeah, I can relate. It just feels like when I reach out and get support and get trainings and receive, my ability to give just grows exponentially. I look at the investments I made. And, you know, one of my biggest investments initially was graduate school. So when I wanted to learn about the psychology of intimate relationships, the way I initially decided to do that was by going back and going to graduate school. And that was, you know, thousands of dollars and two years where I wasn't allowed to work. You know, that was a huge, huge investment in my late 20s. To look back on that and to feel like those investments were, like Bryce said, they were not easy, but they are what's now given me the chance to give more. And I often thought, oh, once graduate school's over, then I'll have all the training I need. And also, kind of like Bryce said, that hasn't been the case for me because I've wanted to keep receiving that experience of receiving knowledge and learning was so valuable that since then I continue to do that. So I've continued to take relationship training courses, see a, a coach for some health stuff. So yeah, Bryce and I are both big investors in terms of getting aligned with what we want and creating it, not just as a couple, but also individually. We both are proponents of investing in ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely put myself in a situation where I have to be held accountable because on my own, I'm just not 100% with that. And in fact, I tend to side with like just whatever I'm feeling in the moment. But when I have someone there that's like, hey, you said you were going to do this. How's it going? I sign up for programs that are six months or so so that I don't do three months and get bored or be like, ah, this isn't really working. And then I push through those walls over and over. So consistency, just like meditation, mindfulness, it is about what are you doing today? And it can feel really overwhelming too. Mm -hmm. And that's where the team and support comes in. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And if you were to look back on your life, I'm curious, in the moments where you felt afraid to invest or afraid to get support, what have been like the fears that come up in those moments? Well, I think it's always that it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. That's number one, that it's not going to be worth my time, that I won't be able to do it. And doing things like investing in myself is practice for the real world stuff too. Because I mean, there's no real risk in signing up with a coach other than, you know, I guess wasting money. But then when I'm out in the real world and there is more on the line, I feel like I've had that practice of putting myself out there. And yeah, it's kind of like practice. And then when I get in the real game, like I'm out and I'm needing to do things on my own, you know, talk in front of a group or work with clients one-on-one -on -one or face some of my own stuff, then I've had a lot of practice and I'm better at it than I would have been had I not had the practice. Mm -hmm. So for you, just taking those risks, is like practice. Is that? Yeah. And, and also feeling alive in the process because like I get bored easy. Like if I'm not jumping out of airplanes and like, fighting in the cage and like hiking to the tops of mountains and um, facing scary stuff with you like I get kind of bored I really want the risk reward happening and and the more that I do it the more I realize I, I really like it that is the feeling of being alive is a mix of excitement and fear thanks for sharing that yeah that's interesting I was I was just sitting with what is my fear when when I feel afraid of investing I think it's like a mix one of the fears is 
like losing resource. So the fear is like, I'll give something, whether it's time or money or energy. And then instead of it growing the thing I want, like I just lose that resource. Mm -hmm. So there's that fear. And then also, I think sometimes there's a fear of looking weird or not being understood. Mm -hmm. Like I become this weird person. What do you mean? So I think there can be a perception that I'll be seen as selfish. I'll be seen as idealistic. If I believe that I can have a life where I feel really healthy and vibrant into my 60s or 70s, and I, you know, if I'm investing in things to help me have that experience, yeah, I'm selfish or idealistic or something like that. Right, Mm -hmm. Mm right. Or I think that's true a lot with relationship stuff. You know, sometimes I'm like, we've invested so much in our relationship, and I invested so much in relationship training even before I met Bryce. And then sometimes if we bump up against a hard thing or if I see other people struggling, Sometimes there's a fear of, am I the weird one for thinking like that people can have great relationships? So sometimes those doubts or fears will pop up. And I think kind of like Bryce talked about with feeling alive, I think what's been so cool is to see over and over that the investments have actually paid off. That doesn't mean I'd go back in time and make every one of those investments again. Mm-hmm. Some of them really turned out really well and I would definitely make again and some of them I wouldn't. But all of them were information And all of them helped me to see more and more about what I needed to do and become in order to create what I wanted. Yeah, and the the metaphor that popped up was mining for gold. And you're out there digging through the dirt and trying to find the gold. And sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. But you find more gold than the person that doesn't dig at all. Yeah, that's really true, Bryce. Let's talk about what we do when we're feeling nervous or afraid about investing in ourselves. You know, how do we deal with those fears? Do you have any particular instances in the recent past, Bryce, where you've had to work through a fear? Yeah, well, I do something unconsciously probably similar to your poet process, which is really presencing myself to how I'm feeling. Yeah, I'm feeling terrified about this. Yeah, I'm feeling uh, nervous. I'm also feeling kind of excited. I'm feeling confused. I'm not sure which is better, A or B. And then owning that, obviously, that letting that be okay, that that's where I am. Exploring the options. I mean, I'm very analytical. Like, I want to see the numbers. I want to see them stacked side by side. Option A, option B, option C. And then I normally sit with it. I think that's where I find the most wisdom is sitting with a question. Uh, What do I really want? It's funny that as I've tuned this more and more, the answers come more clearly. And it's it usually becomes pretty obvious, if not in a first sitting, maybe in a second or third, where it's like, okay, this is something that's going to propel me onto the path that I want to be on. Even if it's not exactly what I'm wanting or it feels scary, it's usually pretty obvious. And I know that this can take some time to do. For others to, to practice honing honing the skill of intuition, even though I think that actually people really have a good handle on it. And then I'm good about committing. So I set a date that I'm going to commit by, and sometimes that's set for me by whatever choice I'm making. And I make a decision by that point, and it's either go or no go. But um, the system seems to work pretty good. It's fun to hear how you kind of work with that. So for me, when I think back on investments I've made and how I've worked through the fear, yeah, one of the things that comes up is is really looking at the opportunity cost. So what's the cost if I don't invest? That's felt really helpful for me. 
so like with our own relationship, with my relationship with Bryce, even though sometimes it feels hard and scary to continually be investing in our relationship in multiple ways, whether it's with time or money or energy, when I look at what, what's the alternative and I see a relationship that's less alive, less connected, less deep, well, usually that just helps it become much more clear how worth the resources it is for me. So the opportunity cost, and then also sometimes just using logic. And this kind of goes back to what you were saying, Bryce, as far as transforming how we're using the resources. And so sometimes thinking about how much am I willing to invest in certain things, like how much money did I spend on A, B, C, or D last month, or how much time did I spend scrolling through Facebook, or how much energy did I spend just, you know, ruminating on something in my mind. So Sometimes for me, it's using logic to also see that, again, it's not so much about having to create more money or time. Sometimes it's about using it in ways that are just more aligned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and this goes along with having a really supportive team because there's wisdom in the masses. And so I like to talk to people about what's going on inside my head, the pros and the cons. And people in my life tend to have a pretty good read on, on the temperature of how I'm feeling about it, if it's on my path, because I've kept people in the loop in my life. And every now and again, someone is like really wrong about that too, which has been interesting. You know, ultimately I have to make the decision. I can't rely on others to make it, but I usually get a good read for my support system too. Definitely. And if you're connected to people who are willing to invest in themselves and who you've seen grow, those are also good people to check in with. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we ask friends or family or people who aren't willing to invest in themselves And then we sometimes get that coming reflected back at us as well. Definitely. Definitely want to ask people that already have something that you want, what would you do? Yeah. Awesome, Bryce. So yeah, it's felt really good to be here today and talk about this and feel feel inspired to keep looking at how I'm investing and how I want to invest and see if those two are lined up. So it's been really cool to be here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there like a one, two, three you'd give people for investing? I know I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, I love that. No, that's a great question. Yeah. So the number one thing that pops up is determine what matters most. Pick three things in your life. What are the three things that matter most? And then you want to actually start to write out what are you currently investing in each of those three areas in terms of time, money, and energy. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you want to start to look at how you can begin to invest more time, energy, and money that's being in, invested in things that aren't as important, how you can start to move some of that right. to okay. those three areas. And that's step one, two, and three? <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's steps one, two, three. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Any advice for people? Well, I like that for one. I'm a big fan of sitting with yourself and finding out what's going on inside your head. I think that's often a good indicator and talking to your support system and, and then really going for it, like really go for it or like really don't go for it because (laughs) you want to feel a hundred percent in with whatever you're doing. Yeah. You don't want to be on the fence. Yeah. And the word that popped up as you were talking was fun, you know, whether you go for it or whether you don't go for it, you know, enjoy the journey, yeah. enjoy the learning. You can't help but get information and learn. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Jenny. You're welcome. Thanks for being here, Bryce. Take care. Bye.